Hey, I'm Kevin Kaufman. I'm joined with Fred Weaver. We are your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Podcast. Where five days a week you can get great real estate content. On Mondays, Kevin interviews a top rock star in the real estate space. Every Tuesday, we bring you industry headlines where we look back on the last seven days of news in real estate. Wednesdays and Fridays is I Minute where we talk about I buyers in the real estate space. And Thursday, we bring you a weekly business tip. So listen to us anywhere podcasts can be listened to. You can watch most of these podcasts video form on YouTube and tune in five days a week. And make sure you connect with us on Facebook as well as visit kevinandfred.com and you can check out our referral guarantee, right Kevin? kevinandfred.com forward slash guarantee. We'd love to receive your real estate referrals here in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk with you soon. Real estate agents, welcome to the Weekly Closer. I'm your host, Jeff Underwood, along with my co-host, Joey Sampaga. How's it going back there, buddy? Excellent, man. Excellent. How you doing? I'm good. Did you ride your bike today? I didn't. Darn. My wife dropped me off. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was hoping you'd have to ride back in the rain. No, thanks. Oh, gosh. Hey, we have an awesome guest with us today. And that guest is Kevin Kaufman from Group 4610 with EXP Realty and founder of The Next Level Agents. How you doing, Kevin? Kevin. Good, man. Thanks a lot for having me back, guys. Yeah, I think this is number three, maybe. It yes. is. Yeah, lucky number three. Sweet, sweet. Tony McCarty, I think, kind of reached out. and Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. She's awesome. God, I love Tony. If yes. anybody doesn't know Tony... I actually feel bad for you. You should know her. <laughs> she is awesome. I feel I feel like I'm a better person because I know her. Yeah. Great sponsor of the show, too. Yes. Fidelity National Home Warranty. Yeah. Love, Tony. So you're here. You're going to share a little bit about um, an awesome event that you guys have coming up here in Scottsdale soon and about Next Level Agents. Also, why don't we first start, though, you telling some of these agents how long you've been in the business, yeah. what got you into real estate altogether. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I got my real estate license middle of 07 so for those of us in arizona in 07 i remember (laughs) quite frankly i I, and literally i had friends tell me i shouldn't get into real estate i shouldn't do that um i I missed the opportunity because it was bad it was getting worse by the moment um and you know i'll never forget that and of course you know i'm the guy as you know that they told me to do that so of course i said well absolutely i'm not going to listen to you i'm going to get into real estate for sure now um i'm always going to go against the herd you know and against the grain and so i I got licensed in 07 um i want to say it was my second or third transaction ever was a short sale it was actually my now business partner fred weaver who uh at the time was just a friend um he had a listing but he was leaving literally leaving the country for his um honeymoon and so i he kind of swindled me into into helping him with a short sale and i should have known better because he he doesn't drink coffee and he asked me to meet him at a coffee shop and so like that should have been my first clue but yeah. so he, he kind of told me about these things where homes were underwater and, and you know the mortgages were higher than the actual value of the home and told me how it'd probably be pretty easy but he would need my help and uh yeah. so i remember co-listing that that listing with him having only closed two transactions one or two transactions at that point and uh taking that on and Ironically enough, him and I partnered together officially not even six months later and, uh, you know, built our business around yeah. short sales back in that time. Absolutely. I remember you guys had a a video, sh- or a video show or was it Short Sale Power Hour? <laughs> short Sale Power it? Hour. Yeah, that's it. It's funny, you know, I think of I use video so often and, and so many more agents these days use video um, and yet still not that many agents use video when you really look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but for me, I've literally been using it for more than a decade. Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crush It, came out. Mm-hmm. A friend of ours showed it to us and said, you you got to do this. And we went to a store. We bought a Kodak ZI-8 camera. I remember and, those. And then, oh, that's oh right. it was so great. <laughs> like, you know, it had the little USB thing. It plugged it right into your computer. Yeah. And uh, we promptly recorded a few thousand episodes of a video blog called Short Sale Power Hour. Um, and so, yeah, that, w- that was our jam, man, because nobody understood short sales. Right. Um, it, there wasn't enough good education out there. And so we just thought, hey, let's, let's take this to the agents. We're out there in the trenches every day. Um, let's go teach them what's right. Because actually what had prompted that is I'd gone to a class. Like, I'm the guy who, like, I try to learn as much as I can. I always want to get better at what I'm doing in my industry or anything that I'm interested in, right? right. Especially professionally or anything important like that. And I'd gone to a class and it was about short sales. And quite literally the first words the instructor said was, don't do short sales. They're bad for your business. <laughs> and I, I about lost my mind. So that was yeah. kind of like, you know, it, was, it wasn't even, I wasn't even a year into the business at that point. Fred and I had just partnered together when I heard that. And so we started teaching classes and then eventually took that to mm-hmm. video. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't bad for your business. Mm. That's how you guys built it all. You know, I'll tell you what, I'll never forget. I had this, um, you know, we're taking a bunch of short sale listings and the video content we were creating was all for real estate agents at the time. We're just trying to educate, trying to give back because we knew that there wasn't enough content out there. And so, I don't know, second or third call I get from a homeowner that, you know, they're just asking questions about short sales, asking me, you know, the FAQs and... I realized, like, oh no, they're they're watching my YouTube videos. Crap! <laughs> and then after I got over, like, thirty seconds later, I went, oh, this is a huge opportunity. And and I mean, literally, we actually then started a second short sale video blog. Just the content was aimed at a homeowner, right? And put into more FAQ form and why they would want to do it and the things they need to think about. And it helped our business. And I'll t- I'll tell you. For probably three or four years straight, I bet you we took no less than six listings a month directly from video blogging. Just from the video Just from the video oh, yeah, blogging, I minimum. I couldn't remember a month under six or seven listings right. for years. Yeah. Well, you guys had so much content out there. Yeah. I remember. There's a lot of videos. We were just pumping it out. We didn't really know what we were doing. We just knew that if we made videos, put content out, yeah. uh, like good stuff could come from that. I still remember. You guys just like kicking back on the couch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much the entire backdrop. Oh, yeah. 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 We walked into the dump in Tempe, the, the old furniture store. I don't, I don't even think it's still there anymore. Huh. Might be something else now. Bought this couch that was on sale. It was a pretty yeah. cool couch. It was comfortable and <laughs> dropped a grand on it. That was our whole set. Yeah. <laughs> I think you a, even did the flip-flops back then. Too, oh, right? yeah. You know, we had we had done flip-flops. We put those into our logo mainly because we wear flip-flops and anytime we got to go on stage or something, we'd, we'd put on shoes and we'd always be so uncomfortable that way. <laughs> and then one time, we decided not to put on shoes. And this is at a big national event for Keller Williams Realty. It's called mm-hmm. Mega Agent Camp. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I was like, let's not put, let's not go change because we're gonna be at a table. There'll be a big cloth over it. Sure enough, man, we're wearing those like tar, tall like bar stools, and like mm. our feet are on camera in front of like six thousand <laughs> agents. It was so. It was like, okay, we got to make a logo so that way we can just call it branding and marketing. There you go. Yeah, so. there we go. There we go. So tell me about let's let's get into the uh, event that you have coming up. Yeah, so we call it next. I call it NLA Live for short, but Next Level Agents Live. So Next Level Agents is a Facebook group that I started along with Fred, my business partner, and a third partner in the group, Cody Gibson, who's an mm-hmm. agent friend of mine from uh, Portland, Oregon. 
and it, the group just started as a it's a mastermind right so again going back to what i love what fred loves and what cody loves is education and kind of giving back to our community so we just started this facebook group for the sake of giving back having a better conversation with people online like right. obviously you can only go so far with online but we knew that if we started a better conversation then maybe a, maybe something good could come out of it so organically we grew it um you know that that group now is about twenty five thousand members yeah, I saw that, yeah. and um but going back you know just over two years so it had been like or excuse me a year and a half ago may of 2018 we, we put on our first event and we called it nla live and we did it in las vegas and the whole thought was hey well, what if we did something in person like it'd probably bring this community together even more so right don't know how many people will show up our whole goal is to like not lose money and bring people together physically in one city so we did this one day event people loved it i thought we put on a great event um i thought our speakers were awesome and quite frankly we nailed it right and yeah. so we decided okay let's do it again but the feedback we got was let's do a two-day event because if we're going to fly across the country because we had people from everywhere right um we'd like to have more than one day of education so and you know, like we didn't have breaks like we jammed it in there man like we gave maybe one 10 minute break it was like tony robbins style <laughs> like you gotta pee either either pee in your seat or or, or just get up and walk out right because um we're not gonna, we don't have time for that yeah. so we moved it to a two-day event this year in 2019. It was awesome. We had just over 400 people show up live. Uh, another, I don't know, 50 to 70 people watched streaming. And uh, it was good. Like We were like, hey, we're pretty good at this. And right, sure. um, we're getting the value out of it, too. And based on the feedback we're getting from the audience, they're getting the value that we intended, which is agents helping agents, no matter the brokerage, no matter the team, no matter none of that crap. Like at the end of the day, as a as a as a licensed real estate professional, we're all on the same team. Sure, and we should behave that way. And and one of my big pet peeves uh, with events or education is it's it's always slanted towards the brokerage that puts it on, or towards the coaching company that puts it on, or it's not content rich enough for the actual agent because it's more of a networking type deal. Yeah, and so. Um, we just set out to do something better than what everybody else does when when that comes to it because education is important to us. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sounds like a great event. Mm-hmm. So the one that you have coming up then is it's actually local. Yeah, so we decided after doing the first two in Las Vegas, um, since we're here locally in the Phoenix area, why not do it here? Our team does 95% of the work to you know make all of dot all the D, all the all the I's cross all the T's, etc let's just do it in phoenix the weather's beautiful that time of year we've got talking stick uh resort you know which is a great venue to hold an event right um we're like let's just do it in phoenix it'll make it easier and so many of our supporters we're talking about tony mccarty and fidelity home warranty and security title and so many of the other companies that actually have supported our event they're here locally too so like they're supporting an event in vegas because there's a decent number of people from Arizona going um, that uh, we decided to just do it here locally and see what happens. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. We had a guest. You've got an audience like, behind you. I was going <laughs> to I feel like maybe, oh, hey, it's Sue. It's the Sue Reagan. How are you? The Sue. Right. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Sue, by the way. Oh. I, it'll be late by the time you listen to this, but you know. <laughs> she was like looking was like, around. Is that, there. Is that Kevin? Is that Kevin? <laughs> Oh gosh. So yeah. So at any rate, sorry yeah. about that. I digress. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna do the we're gonna do the event in Scottsdale next year, which will be a change up for us. And we're gonna do um, it'll be really two. I kind of call it two days plus a bonus day. So come in Thursday, which will be like April twenty third. Um, we'll do, of course, like 
check in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a few like I'll call them side events and a social thing going on, like probably like a mastermind by the pool or just kind of social hour by the pool. Right. Uh, we've got some folks that get together for masterminds as well. So uh, Fred and I structure one for our mastermind group that we just we just have. Um, that's a that's just a, a friendly group of ours. And then we've got another uh, like a group of VIP ticket holders for the event who will come in and, and part of what they do is a, is a separate VIP mastermind as well as like a dinner. So we'll do those types of things. And so many of our sponsors put together those get togethers as well. So we'll do that on that Thursday and then we'll have content all day, Friday, most right. of the day, Saturday. And um, then we can have another day by the pool, hopefully, and uh, then get back to real life. There we go. Yeah. And that's, so that's the end of April or April 20, 23rd, 24th, 25th okay. of uh, 2020. I can't All believe right. it's going to be 2020. Where do, where do people go to <laughs> weird, to yeah. see the info and register and all that? Yeah, so uh, to get the info for tickets, you can simply visit nextlevelagents.com. There's a ticket button right there. Um, we're actually running a sale right now. It's two ninety nine for general admission. Uh, regular price for this year is five forty nine for the two for the two full days. Um, with that two ninety nine though, which will be it'll be good through the end of the year through the okay. end of the calendar year. Um, we will also give access to a hotel block where the rooms are only going to be 149 bucks a night. I mean, you can go look on the website right now. You can't get rooms there under like 189 or 199 right. a night. Right. So, um, like, I know I'll be staying there locally because it's it's oh, a, yeah. it's a long couple of days. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that place is actually pretty cool. My wife and I stay there a couple times for staycations. Right. Yeah, I was gonna. That's exactly okay. what I was gonna say. It's a great staycation location for those of us. Is that a word? Staycation location? <laughs> it's a great staycation spot, right? For those yeah. of us locally who are yep. coming up from Tucson or from Yuma or Flagstaff, Sedona, et cetera. Um, so, you know, it's a nice place to stay. And uh, they've got a great uh, event venue as well in the building. So I'm yeah. excited for it, man. Yeah. Nextlevelagents.com. Click on, I think there's an events tab. Yeah, there's an events tab right? that'll take you right to the tickets. Okay. You could also cool. just visit the Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash probably groups and yeah. forward slash next level. So agents. I pay two ninety nine. I get it. I, that includes my room for no, I'm just teasing. no. That doesn't include the room. It'll get you access for 149 no. a night, though. No. But th- seriously, though, two days of education um, just to because we've been really lucky. Like because we we curated this event right and we curated the speakers. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I, I handpicked um, probably all but two or three of the speakers between both years mm-hmm. um, because I think it's important. Again, like going back to number one, education. What's relevant? What's working in the market? What is something that doesn't have a slant to it? It's just giving back uh, no matter what company you're at, no matter what mm-hmm. team you're on, et cetera. And so we've had some amazing speakers, some leadership speakers that, that aren't in the real estate space, like Ronnie Doss, who's a friend of ours, uh, who does travels and speaks all around the country, mm-hmm. um, to John Cheplak, who is a who's a trainer and coach of some of the highest producing agents in the world. Literally, he's got a couple of the probably top two or three agents in the country, to Jason Abrams from Keller Williams yeah. Realty and okay. um, a great agent by the name of Sarah Kalki from um, Edmonton, uh, Canada, who is a single agent. She's with Remax. She does just over 125, 130 transactions oh, a year. What? She's got an assistant, guys. Whoa. She crushes it, but she and she doesn't spend money on marketing. She markets, but she's really clear on who her customer avatar is, right? Yeah. She calls it avatar marketing. She absolutely crushes it. To someone who's got like a really big team, like we had Craig Rieger from the Portland area last year talking about building a team as he's rebuilt his team. You know they're closing four or five hundred transactions in the Portland market, mm. um, and it's at a high wow. person yeah. productivity per person productivity. To Steve Valentine is a local guy mm-hmm. talking about how do we look at the opportunities we have as real estate agents. 
um, at a different, you know, from a different perspective. Instead of let's just look at this house as a commission opportunity, Mm -hmm. let's look at this as what is it that the homeowner needs? What is it that we could be bringing to the table that Mm -hmm. might actually help us make more money or build some wealth for us as well? So, investor hat. Yeah, exactly. We just, and I think as things change, right? You and I were talking off air about how the real estate um, industry is changing so much. One of the things I firmly believe is we have to start to think and behave that way more so than ever because as real estate agents who just receive a commission, I think the opportunity that we have income-wise will continue to be pressed down upon. And so we've got to look at the other ways, like what are the things we can do that we're already doing that we just have to tweak something and look at it a little bit differently to bring in the income that we want to be able to bring in with our businesses. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's kind of the next direction I think we want to go on this uh, in the podcast right now, too, is kind of what you see going forward for the real estate market. Um, and then 2020, like, what do agents need to be focused on or doing differently? Or You know, I think we need to be focused on less, first of all. Um, uh, so many of us are, it, and I think this has always been true, right? Like, we get focused on all these different things uh, because there are so many different ways to succeed in real estate. There's people succeeding so many different ways. That we, I see the way Jeff does it and Joey's mm-hmm. doing it and then Kevin's doing it this way, right? And then this other guy, he's calling canceled expired and yeah. ooh, this other lady over mm-hmm. here, she's doing pure social, nothing else. And yeah, everyone's crushing it. Um, and yet no one's crushing it when they try to do everything all the yeah. time. And so number one, focusing on fewer things, getting really clear. I guess what I'm what I'm really bringing to my team here locally, uh, and we still, we sell real estate. Like that's the core business for us has been and will be for a long time to come is what can I bring to my consumer, right? What What is it that they see in the companies like Zillow, Open Door, OfferPad, Redfin, et cetera, Knock, you name it. What is it that, they're, that they could get from them mm-hmm. that if I just looked at things differently, I might be able to provide a similar or the exact same option? Um, because I, I believe that's the question we have to ask ourselves as we go right. into 2020 and beyond. And I know that's where Fred and I are focusing our time is really kind of renewing our minds around what that relationship with us and the consumer looks like. Number one, strengthening the relationships, but number two, really looking from a new lens as to what we do, what what can we bring to them, right? And making yeah. sure that we're that person who they always want to call and go to first. Right, right. See, you get that kind of stuff if you go to that event. Yep. Right? Yeah, I mean, in April. <laughs> we're lucky because we, we get to bring in people that do stuff like that and they think cutting edge like and we learn from them, and it's not like I invented any of that um, or thought of any of that on my own. That's from listening to these guys, whether it be Sarah Kalki or Craig mm-hmm. Rieger or Cody Gibson or um, Ronnie Doss or anybody. Je- Leo Pereja owns a company called Remind. He was a speaker last year. Ben Kenny was. Um, but looking at what these guys are doing in their business and their tech businesses as well as their real estate businesses, whether it's brokerage, team, or both, and just going, okay, what can I do? What can I take from that? Mm-hmm. What can I take from what is Zillow doing that they're giving to the consumer that maybe I could give that to them too, or at least be the person that they go to when they want that? How can I be the conduit to maybe right. something I can't provide? Right, right. Well, I think a lot of a lot of agents are fearful, right, uh, yeah. of those eye buyers or of just big tech. I think, yeah, or anything, but they're not going away. I don't believe, and I think that we'll just see more and more of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, look at the numbers in Phoenix alone, right? So if you take a look at the market share year over year for what they've, I mean, they're, they're going forward, not backward. Um, And some people, it'd be easy to go, yeah, well, it's only 7% of the market. I go, 
wow, in five years, they've gone from not existing to controlling 7% of the Phoenix market. That's a huge market share. Right. It's a 1,000 plus transactions a month when you count the buy sides and the sell sides. Mm-hmm. Um, those are big, big numbers. And really, Zillow is just getting started. They're only yeah. 18 months old in this. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, they're not going anywhere. How big they'll get, I don't know. But I know... Wh- Regardless of how big they get, I can learn something from them. Mm-hmm. I can find a way to be in between my consumer and them. I can find a way to bring different values that they can't or bring the relationship that they can't. Yeah. Um, because a company can't out-relationship a person ever, mm-hmm. no matter what. They can they can get good at it. They can try. They can have things in place. But when it comes to like what you and, you and I right now face-to-face or the three right. of us, no company can ever get in between that. So if we just make that our focus and go, hey, how do I bring that value, and then take our cues from those types of companies, we're going to be okay. Um, I think a lot of people want to either put their head in the sand and pretend that they don't exist, mm-hmm. uh, which is totally wrong because, yeah. again, it's already 7%, or they go, eh, it does, it's never going to matter. That'll never work in a down market. Well, mm-hmm. it's actually going to work in a down market, trust me, but they're also not going to take away everything from right. us. Right. So they're never going to be 100%. They're also not going to ever be 0% again. Yeah. So where are they going to be at? And then, okay, so whether they take away 10% of my opportunity or 20% of my opportunity, okay, so where do I get that other 10% or 20% back? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And the other thing I look at is they're going to probably, the income that we have, it, they put pressure on that downward. So if that's the case, which I'm okay with, um, that just means I got to get better about what's the value I bring because I'm, I'm one of those, as cheesy as it is, I'm one of those believers that I'm going to be I'm going to get paid in direct proportion to my value. Right. So if I bring more value to the relationship, mm-hmm. maybe that's through. I mean, it can be done a ton of different ways: a concierge service, mm-hmm. through a fix-up service, through yeah. mortgage, through title. Like, I mean, you think about all the different things that uh, that people do to service these people. How can I make sure that at you know that the experience from the appointment to not just closing. Mm-hmm. But ongoing after that yeah. is so VIP that I'm going to get paid what I want to get paid. Then, it, then, then, right. then these other other companies don't matter other than they're just a fact, um, and there's something to learn from. Yeah, no, I like that. It's almost like um, instead of just being a real estate agent, you're 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 an advisor, right? I think yeah. that we need to take more of an advisor type role. Yeah, you know, it's funny. A, a buddy of mine um, who I, I had on my podcast recently, and he's someone I respect greatly. He said to me, he said, you know, the thing about realtors is um, that we're the really the only profession where right up until the moment you decide to hire me, like I'm in sales, but the minute you sign the agreement with me, I'm no longer in sales and I'm now your consultant Yeah. And or, or advisor, right? And that is, mm-hmm. I think a lot of us can tend to be strictly advisor, i.e. we never get enough business, or strictly sales, in which case we don't ever build these deep, long-lasting relationships. And so, and we got to be able to find a way to wear both hats, so to right. speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Do you see the trend of? Um, oh, and by the way, w- we interviewed Open Door. Yeah, we did. Jim Sexton, yes. I think. Maybe. Jim, yeah, Disney yeah. Broker, awesome yeah. guy. So, and so we asked the question: Well, what about if the market goes down five percent or ten percent or whatever, right? And his answer was: Well, who do you think is going to see the market shifting <laughs> faster? Yeah. Us who hold so many houses, mm-hmm. or the individual agent out there? Yeah, well, I actually, and I think they'll do. I think they'll do better than they currently do in a down market too, for not just that reason, but because what it, when it, in a down market, what's scarce? Buyers. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are they? Basically, an unlimited buyer at the end of the day. Um, now, granted, they need to turn on and resell it, but 
listen, I sold lots of houses to investors in 2008, 2009, right. 2010 when the market was still going down. So you can make money when the values are going down. You just got to buy right. You got to understand yeah. that process. And if anybody's going to understand the process, it's going to be the company that's transacted 5,000 times a month for the last couple of years. Right. So yeah. mm-hmm. No, totally. Yeah. Well, you know, at the Inman event that I attended, they were saying that uh, when Open Door and all these iBuyers started coming here to Phoenix, uh, the average was for every dollar they spent, they were making 70 cents. But then just, um, just in the summertime, now they're saying that it's 95 cents for every dollar they spent. Yeah. So they're just going to continue to keep going. And you know what's crazy about that is they're giving more to the consumer. Yeah. So the consumer is actually getting more dollars. So, you know, look at their average fees. Like first year, five years ago, it's like 12%. So mm. for the offer price is whatever the offer price is, right? Mm-hmm. Which those have gotten higher as a percentage of well, whatever you want to call fair market, sure. market value. But now they're actually able to charge the consumer like on average, like six to eight percent. That sounds yeah. an awful lot like realtor commission mm, yeah. range. And yeah. so that's not like, you know, that's that's not nothing. Like that yeah. that's a big deal that they can do it at that cost. And my guess is that those numbers continue to go down. And, yeah. and what they yeah. keep doing, and they're passing it on to the uh, um, the sellers, right? So they got kind of a sliding scale. This is what we're going to offer you. But if you need us to, if you're not going to fix this or this or this, then this is what it's going to cost you. Yep. So yeah. it's crazy. There, yeah. I mean, yeah, we could talk about iBuyers for a couple of days. <laughs> right. that no, too. I know, we could. I know. Um, so what, what do you think? Uh, you think that the teams uh, are going to continue to thrive and grow compared to the individual agent? You know, i got to be honest. If you asked me that question two years ago, I would have said yes. Yeah, I know. It's changing um, now. I'm not, I'm not sold on that answer anymore. And I say that as a card-carrying member of somebody who has a giant team. Like, we have a big team. Um, and... I can tell you that if I was starting out today, I, I would probably never even consider building a big team. Um, if it ever got that way because of organic growth, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have, I would definitely not start out with that thought process like I see a lot of agents kind of start out with. My thought is the more localized, individualized, relationship based service I can give to my database, my sphere of influence, my clients the better off I'm going to be. And you can only get so far removed from that, right? If you're yeah. going to going to do that. So I'm not sure that I'm not convinced that the teams aren't going to be the way they go. However, if you would have asked me say two years ago or three years ago or four years ago, I would have said, yeah, mm-hmm. in fact, I'd be afraid not to be on a big team. Yeah. Whereas I'm not, I'm just not sold on that today. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm definitely not saying it's wrong yeah. either. Yeah. I'm, I'm less sure of it. And I'm, I'm comfortable being less sure of it because I know that, if you're if you just put the consumer first, you're going to be fine anyways. Yeah. Um, but I think for the average agent, they just got to be thinking about what can I learn from these big companies, uh, and what can I do for the consumer. One thing I know, you know, I was at an event a couple of weeks. Sorry, not to go off too no, far on a side on a side note, but I'm at an event in Los Angeles with some of the top teams in the country, and the overwhelming theme from these guys and, and gals who sell a whole lot of real estate was. Hey, like we're no longer fighting the battle, you know, uh, at the top of the phone. Like we're no longer fighting that battle. Like, yeah, we're doing some lead generation. We're spending some money, whether that be online or print, et cetera. We're fighting that battle in our database, in the buckets of leads that we already have, yeah. in the relationships that we have. That's where we're really starting to fight our battle because that's where we'll find our businesses of the future. Um, it's like I mentioned one of our speakers, John Cheplak. He's always said to me, and he's he's kind of a friend and coach and, and mentor all, all in one. And he's he's always said to me, like, you know, 
everything you need to grow your business is already inside of it. You don't need anything from external. It's mm-hmm. all inside of it um, mm-hmm. already. And I, I think that's more true than ever right now in our industry. Wow. No, that's great. Yeah, so the team thing has definitely been a trend mm-hmm. over the last two to three years. Plus. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, I see. I see what you're. I, that's yeah. why I wrote that down real quick. I'm, I want to get his take. On I'm that. glad you asked that because not enough people ask that question. And um, I, you know, I talk about it people one on one. I try not to try not to do what I just did, which is you know I don't want anybody to get scared. Like if they have a team or anybody on my mm-hmm. team, for goodness sakes, to think, sure, sure. oh my gosh, he doesn't think this is the way to. Well, it might be, but it might not be either. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I think the the rate at which things start to change once technology is involved and it. it and if you look at our industry specifically, like it's archaic and it, we're just now really starting to see some things change. And so at the rate of things can actually progress in our, in our industry, like we haven't seen anything yet. And so I'm, I'm unwilling to bet all my money on teams or, or even against teams at this right, point. Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, Makes you know, sense. back in 2009, when I was teaching how to do video for real estate agents, I always taught you need to grow your business from the inside out, right? Start with your database and continue just to grow your relationships through there by being in front of them all the time, whether it's face-to-face or on video or on the phone or whatever. And it seems like, I mean, if people just stuck to that since then, they would probably be crazy. Oh. Right? So, like, if I could go back and do things over again. Yeah. I'll tell you, so I told you, we started videos in 2009, literally, Mm -hmm. but we took a couple year period off. I mean, it was from like 2013 and 14 and 15, maybe it was more like 13, 14, 15, just totally done, no videos. In 16, we started producing a few videos again, Mm -hmm. and then in 17, we started ramping them back up in 18. Uh, so about just more, a little more than two years ago. So maybe end of 17, we got really consistent with it again. Mm-hmm. And the one, my biggest regret, if I had one, was that we didn't stay with our video um, and I didn't apply it. Like, I should have put the the gas pedal down. I should have mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whatever analogy. I should have poured the gasoline on that fire yeah. and never let off because the head start that we had then would have been yes. so i mean oh, yeah. think about it like i, was, I know so yeah. what i know now yeah. like for with the t- things you can do with social and video it's, it's crazy it's because of the technology yeah. that's come out and we're like oh we gotta try this oh we gotta try this oh, totally. rather than just sticking with what we knew and, and that worked yeah right? well you know what yeah what i was what i was scared of actually was like was that this isn't like the thing that is growing our business and making our brand mm-hmm. this is like the fun project that we do because it brings us joy yeah I need to focus on my business. We were very head down mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we had a situation where it was like we went backwards in our business for the first time. We had a bunch of key people leave us because we had gone off and got sidetracked and took jobs as like, I don't even want to go down that road anymore <laughs> and relive that. And so we were like, hold on a second. We got to get back in here and short sales were gone. So I always tell people while I got licensed in 07 and I sold a few, at least a thousand homes prior to 2013. Mm-hmm. 2013 was the year I learned to be a realtor because that's when I had to go sit down at a, at a kitchen table to take a listing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Jeff was coming in right behind me and Joey was coming <laughs> in right behind Jeff later on that afternoon. And all of a sudden, my ability to build a relationship wasn't enough to, to get the business. And my knowledge of short sales wasn't enough either because it was irrelevant at that point. Mm, yeah. And so I had to learn how to be a realtor that year. And that was a kick in the teeth. Um, and so we kind of felt like I got to go learn these things. Maybe we did, maybe we didn't, but I wish we would have kept that, at least kindled that that flame a little bit along those years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. 
Who knows where you would have been? Yeah, no. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, we interviewed uh, Karen Carr. Uh, she's with KW, I think, out in Savannah, and using video. So she's a, you YouTube. know, she she uses YouTube, yeah. and I think she said what, like seventy percent of her business now mm-hmm. comes organically from people watching her YouTube videos. That's crazy. That's insane. It's, yeah. Yeah. The so, opportunity out there is huge. Yeah, it is. You just have to make sure that you. Uh, SEO it the right way inside of YouTube mm-hmm. and all that. But totally. There's a great opportunity. So anything else you want to talk about as far as the, the event before we jump into the, the ring? You know, uh, as far as the event goes, just get there. Like, this is the one thing. This is a money-back guarantee. Literally, I know it's some people go 549 bucks or right now 300 bucks for an event. First of all, it's not very expensive for two days of learning. It's actually really cheap. I've yeah. spent well into to the five figures to, to learn for two or three days. Um, especially from some of the best in the industry, mm-hmm. but the relationships that you make there, you walk away with one tactic, one or two tactics, and a stronger relationship. You're going to way make more than more than your money back. Um, and I think most importantly, more than ever, as the rate of change happens, the people on stage aren't just people that like used to do something at one point and they're like you know off the shelf for, mm-hmm. for the last yeah, twenty years. Right. These are people who are relevant. And selling real estate or doing something big in their local market today, right now, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because I'm I'm the other thing I the reason I take so much pride in like curating the speakers is I hate gurus. <laughs> like if you're trying to teach me something you're not ever done, oh, I, yeah. I just you just don't have my attention. Yeah. I, I can't give it to you if you put the name agent in your name, but you're not actually a real estate agent. You never sold real estate. I can't listen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, not that you don't have any value, but I um, I will not let you speak into my business. That's for sure. Right. And that so that's a big pet peeve of mine um, because there's so much of that in our industry. So we're going to learn from people who are actually doing it. Tech people that are in the trenches mm-hmm. at all levels. Every everybody from a solo agent who's doing every almost everything in their business and crushing it to the person who's as leveraged as they could possibly be in their business, uh, and they're not going on appointments. But there's different things for different people to, to learn from, kind of different tracks is how I set it up. Right, right. Nextlevelagents.com. Go check it out. Yes. All right, you ready to get in the ring? Let's do it. All right, let's do, let's this. do this thing. Here we go. What do you think the reason is that many agents are not successful? Uh, I believe that agents get into the business thinking it's easy, and it's like, um, HGTV and it's the, the truth of the matter is it isn't easy it's simple but it's hard work because it takes being consistent and really quite frankly it's boring Yes, when you find success in real estate and most people can't deal with that boredom they can't manage themselves mm. into, into being bored wow alright Yeah. how about a favorite mobile app favorite mobile app today ooh so it's not my favorite I'm trying to make it my favorite right now <laughs> it's TikTok I'm attempting to post on there most days, not because I understand it, because I don't, (laughs) um, but but because I believe Gary Vaynerchuk, and um, I'm a big fan of, like from a marketing standpoint, attention is where it's at, and I'm trying to figure out what people respond to and don't respond to on TikTok. Do I think the people on TikTok are going to be buying and selling real estate with me anytime soon? Nope. I'm trying to learn. So probably they need TikTok to get about right fifteen now. years older. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> or at least ten. At least ten. That's funny. Um, so Gary also talks about figuring out something you can flip on the sides. Yeah, Have you seen him do some of his. Oh, his, uh, totally. What does he do? He goes to the like he goes to a yard sale. Yard sales, man. Yeah. Even if, so, his sister is a real estate agent in New Jersey. Okay, um, she loves it. That's like that's like a family thing. Um, I've, I've gotten to know her a little bit just like through Instagram messages and what and whatnot. But she just did a podcast for the first time. 
and uh, she like talked about like she legitimately that's like a that's a trait man yeah. I love that too I've always loved the deal that was one of the things that attracted to me in real estate is being able to put together the deal like I traded baseball cards as a kid or you know sports cards really not just baseball yeah. Yeah. Um, hell I even traded the magazines that told you what the cards were worth right yeah. um, and so I love the idea of being able to like, it's arbitrage go over here and yeah. buy it locally and then go sell it globally yeah. right I mean yeah. that's hell that's a four hour work week principle <laughs> if you think about it if you yeah. ever read that book yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I saw one where he, um, oh gosh, what was it? It was car, it was Hot Wheels. Oh yeah, and he's he's there's like a whole box there, right? And he's asking like, how much for the box? And they're trying to get him up, to, I think forty bucks or something. Uh-huh. I think he ended up paying thirty bucks for the whole box. And then he's back there and he's doing a video while he's in the car. And he pulls one out and he goes, "Let me look this one up. This one right here is like seventy five dollars, you know, for this yeah. one car." You know, it's, like, it's cra- I've always thought like that too. Now I don't always execute, but I loved when I do. You know. Um, uh, the boring company Elon Musk's one of mm. like one of his side okay. his side yeah. hustles. They literally sold this uh, flamethrower. Mm-hmm. I don't know what? if you guys saw that. No, no only they only made twenty thousand of them. <laughs> I saw it like they sold out in two days. Well, I saw it like probably within an hour of him tweeting it. Uh-huh. So I just ordered one. Go, you know, I know it's five hundred bucks, but I literally got delivered. I I listed on eBay and sold it for a grand in what? in less than a week. I never even opened the box. I just wow. shipped it to the new owner. What a flamethrower! <laughs> Literally a flame a flamethrower. <laughs> you should look that up on Instagram one of these days. Like uh, boring you company. Been using that on the stage. I that, that would get right, attention. Right, so my wife bought me a um, bought me a t shirt launcher oh, for Father's oh, Day this nice. year. So you bet I will have t shirts for NLA Live and the Facebook group. I will be <laughs> shooting be them fun. from stage. I will try not to hit anybody in the face, but no promises. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, and you can wow. see it all for two ninety nine. Yeah, right? yeah, you right. can hit Come the on. face for two ninety nine <laughs> with a t shirt. Uh, how about a book recommendation? Um, so can I give two? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so book recommendation. My most recent, which I found fascinating, really was like I, t- I explained it to somebody today. Is like it was like a long walk on the beach, holding hands with somebody for my brain. It's this book um, by Annie Duke, but she's pretty professional. Uh, poker player called Thinking in Bets. Oh. It's all about cognitive bias, and um, I, I won't give it away too much, but essentially knowing that the, there's a difference between a bad outcome and a bad decision, mm-hmm. um, and knowing the just because something has a high likelihood of working out doesn't mean it will work out, and vice versa. Um, yeah. And so Thinking in Bets uh, was a great book I just read, and it's a very short, easy read, but the best book I've read this year in the most impactful book I've read this year, and probably for years, probably since Four Hour Work Week, is a book called *The Road Less Stupid* by Keith Cunningham. Hmm. The, road the Road Less Stupid, and this is a guy who's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. At one point, was worth negative fifty million or negative a hundred million, mm. something ridiculous. Lost it all, and um, it's based on this premise of thinking time. Uh, what he, this thing that he calls thinking time, and I, I just, I can't. I, when I read, I actually heard him speak. I got to spend two days in a room with him. And about fifty other entrepreneurs from all different industries. I was—I'd never been more blown away, and thought I'd been around someone so wise from a business standpoint in my entire life. Um, so went out and bought the book. I instantly just ordered a case of book, a case of it, because I've been giving them out to friends as like a present or as a thank you, right. or something like that. So the red, the road less stupid. I could not recommend that enough. Wow. Just the purchased road? it right now. On you Audible. did? Yes. Now that's some pressure. Hopefully, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right, you got one more. One more. One more question, right here. All right. This is beautiful. What is that? Do I get to read it, or do yeah. you read it? Uh, only if you, if you can read mine. What did you want to be growing up? Oh, um, Ooh, that's a good one. 
like, what did I want to be the most growing up or, like, all of the jobs I wanted? Because at one point, you know, like, I wanted to be a cop, like my grandfather. Grandfather was a uh, highway patrolman. There was a point where I wanted to fix computers because I just... I remember those days. Uh, you, you know, I just... <laughs> because, like, the reality was we knew that things were going well with computers. I yeah. thought I'd always be in a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the like, if I ever had a dream job, and understand I feel like I feel totally unemployable, Mostly because I can't even dress myself like an adult, um, and I, I can't take direction from people well at all. But if I could have one job, it would be to be the general manager of a sports team, specifically baseball or football uh, or basketball. But is there a specific one? Um, I mean, dream job would be for the Raiders or the or the Dodgers or okay. the or the Lakers for sure. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt about it. Like I love the some even as a young kid something always pulled me towards the business side of sports mm-hmm. and i always loved it for not just the sport but the business side of the sport um like i understood when players got traded and understood contracts and all of that made a lot of sense to me mm-hmm. and i like the idea of putting those puzzle pieces together so yeah you know a long time ago my favorite book i would have told you would have been uh, moneyball um uh, because yeah. not the movie but the book the like there's some okay. deep stories there about processes and the way you build organizations and you put all these little puzzle pieces together. Wow! So in fact, I, I might. I always said like if I like if I was like That's cool. the worst thing that could happen to me, and maybe the best thing would be like you know start a company, sell it for a couple billion dollars like Mark Cuban. But the problem mm-hmm. is then I would just be the owner. I'd be and I would be just like Mark Cuban on the sidelines getting in trouble with the league. You name it. But <laughs> man, would that be a lot it of looks fun? Like he has a lot of fun though. Yeah, oh, he has yeah. a ton of fun, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to take away all my social media though because I'm just a loose cannon. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you need one of those that like it it like has a delay totally a little bit so somebody would have to approve to, like, look at it again so, no not me no <laughs> oh, you know you can leave no, that up to me you have to have a <laughs> no, manager no, no, for you, your would, you would need someone to go like actually be a filter <laughs> yeah have a PR guy <laughs> yeah. just oh. watch everything you do. that's funny <laughs> that's great well thank you so much for coming back in man. yeah man it's been my pleasure thanks Next for having time. me guys I yeah, really appreciate yeah, it yeah so hopefully a lot of agents that listen in will uh, will come out to the event yes um, pack the house out there yeah, yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun nextlevelagents.com check us out Absolutely. All right, right, agents, until next time, we will see you later. That's it for today's show. Do me a favor if you enjoy this, go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening at, leave us a review, share this episode with your friends, and for more great content, check us out in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents. That's facebook.com forward slash groups next level agents. See you soon.